Friends, I hope that you know the mission of the Love Your People Well podcast, and really, let's be honest, the whole ministry, because I have been going hardcore on uh, getting an awesome blog going on the website and deepening the resources and all sorts of things. So the podcast, but really this whole ministry of loving our people well, the goal, the mission is to help you enjoy family life. And I believe we enjoy it the most when we are building up our relationships. We are building healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. But at the end of the day, you're not going to actually enjoy it if you're not sometimes having a little bit of fun with your people. And that is what we're talking about today, my friend. If you have been following along with us here in our little series going through Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, how to be a wise woman building up our home and avoid being a foolish woman tearing our home apart. How do we do that? How do we build up our homes? We've been looking lately at our perspective, you know, how our habits shape what we think about, our attitudes. Last week, we talked about apologies and forgiveness. These are all really important elements of Christian family life and building a home together with your people, but they're not necessarily always the most fun and uplifting part of family life. And so today we're going to turn the corner and we're going to talk about how to have fun, how to enjoy these people who you love so much, even when you might not have the best attitude every day, even when life might be feeling really overwhelming, really stressful, we still can and should find ways to have fun together. And so that's what we are talking about this week, how to get that quality family time, enjoy that family time, have fun together, even when you're busy, even when you're stressed, even when you're overwhelmed, we cannot let that stuff get in the way of enjoying our people. So I am really excited for this super fun conversation. Dive in with me and we are going to have a lot of fun together talking about how to have fun with your Christian family. Let's dive in, friend. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. So as I sat down this week to record this episode, um, well, actually, and I am quite late on actually recording it, but I hope you can't hear it in my voice anymore, but we have all been sick. I had basically no voice all week, very sore throat, all the head congestion. I mean, it has been a fussy and cranky time up here in the Hayes household. Um, but I have my voice back. Hopefully it sounds pretty normal. So I did sit down a little bit later than normal um, to record this episode. But you know what? I really think that that was the Lord's timing. Because what I planned to talk about this week 
was not having fun with your family. Um, it's actually, we're going to have a whole conversation around our words, how we use our words in our home to build up that godly, happy, joyful, fun home. Um, and how we avoid using our words to foolishly tear things down. We will go there next week. And I had planned to talk about that this week. And then I, it was just feeling a little heavy, I think, with all of, well, with being sick. And then all of this thinking and talking about apologies and forgiveness. And that's all important stuff. But it made me realize this episode that I had planned for a little bit further down the line about having fun together now is a great time for that conversation. <laughs> and so, and you know, actually, if you're listening to this in real time, we are heading into a holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, that's a great time to take a little bit of extra pause from the chaos of life and focus on some quality time and having fun. So there are a lot of good reasons why today is the day, my friend, that we're going to talk about having fun. <laughs> that is really one of the core ways that we build up our homes and we enjoy family life. So I'll start us off, of course, with my usual disclaimer that I am a therapist uh, licensed in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. You can get more information about mental health and counseling and things like that on the website at loveyourpeoplewell.com, including a far fuller disclaimer if you're really interested in reading fine print um, because you know you got to have that kind of thing in this day and age <laughs> and you might be thinking okay Jessica you're a therapist you're a counselor that's fine but it's not like you talk about having fun when you're sitting down with people in the counseling room well my friend if that's what you're thinking mm, you are incorrect it's not usually where you start because people tend to come to counseling because they're struggling with something but you're not going to wrap up the counseling process without taking at least a small look at how do you have fun? Maybe that's you as an individual. What are the things you actually enjoy? What are the things that fill you up and light your fire and refresh you and make you smile? We all need to have those things in our life. And if you really have like no idea where to start, you're like, I just don't really smile these days because I'm too busy and I'm too stressed and I'm too discouraged or I'm too distracted or whatever it is, um, grab my freebie with 51 self-care ideas because that's a good place to start. That's not really what we're talking about today, but if that's where you are at as an individual, um, starting out with a little bit of self-care might, might bring back a little bit of that fun, a little bit of that smile. Um, that is in, on the freebie page on the website, 51 self-care ideas. Um, but in the counseling process, whether it's an individual, a couple, a family, at some point you have to address what are you doing together? What are the activities you're doing to enjoy each other, to have quality time, to have fun together and make each other laugh and make each other smile and so it actually is a really important part of building up your family life, building up a home where you want to be, you want to hang out there, you want to relax there, you want to come home at the end of the day. If you're not having fun together, it might be calm and it might be peaceful, it might even be loving but it's not necessarily going to like fill you up and energize you in the way that we hope for. 
So as we start this conversation today, let's just take a few minutes and acknowledge together, why does it matter? Why does having fun actually have a big impact on your family relationships? Well, the first piece I would highlight here is that it creates memories. These are really our building blocks for the future. Like you want to have fun with your kids when they're in the home. You want to have fun with your husband. But part of having fun today is knowing you're creating a memory for the future. So that when you have that really rough patch in your marriage or that really frustrating day with your teenagers or your young adults or whatever it is, or that really sad day when something is just really dragging you down, you can think back on those fun memories, that that enjoyable quality time that you've enjoyed already with your people. Hopefully you have some inside jokes going. You might have some like family traditions that you really enjoy together. Those are all ways of having fun and creating memories. But another way that having fun actually really does matter for your family life is that it builds up the relationship. When you smile together about the same thing or you laugh together about the same thing, that is a bonding moment. And you might actually notice that a little bit more if you think back to when you were dating your husband, like before you had made all these commitments and you had the level of intimacy that you have now and you had all the shared um, trials and struggles of parenting or finances or whatever it is, or the toilet breaking and you have to call the plumber on a Saturday or whatever, the real things of life, way back when, before that, when you were dating, you probably prioritized, at least to a degree, having fun together. You can probably think back at like a funny thing that happened and you both laughed and you kind of have that moment of eye contact and it's like, yes, we are in this moment together. We're on the same page. We're enjoying the same thing. And that really can solidify and strengthen a relationship. No, it's not the only thing, of course, that would strengthen a relationship, but it's a really fun part of strengthening a relationship. Uh, Let me highlight a third reason. Why does having fun with your family matter? Well, it's because, as I mentioned in the intro to this episode, we want to actually enjoy family life. We're not trying to survive it. We're not trying to just get through it or check the boxes. We want to enjoy our day-to-day life with our important people. And you really can't have enjoying without that word joy, J-O-Y. And part of that is having fun. That's not all of it. Uh, We're not going to go into the whole biblical, theological perspective on joy right now. There's a lot that you could say about that, that our joy is in Christ. And of course, that is true. That is our foundation. He is our joy. He is our peace. He is our hope. But we want to have fun in the moments that he gives us, the seasons that he gives us, the relationships that he gives us. You actually can see this in the book of Ecclesiastes. Um especially at the end of that book. It might not be one that you read a lot because it's not exactly an uplifting book. It's in the Old Testament and it's really just highlighting, you know, I have spent my life focusing on this and everything is vanity. Everything is meaningless. It, it did not fill me up. It did not bring me joy. Oh, I focused on money. Oh, I focused on, um, you know, enjoying uh, inappropriate relationships. I focused on 
building up my reputation, all these things. And again and again and again, the writer is saying it was meaningless. It didn't fill me up. And there's an acknowledgement at the end of Ecclesiastes that we should enjoy what God gives us. We should try to find work that we enjoy and find meaningful. We should try to enjoy delicious food. We should try to enjoy relationships and have fun. So as you seek to find pleasure in life and smile and just like actually live the abundant, full, joyful life that the Lord has for you, that's going to include having fun. Okay, and let me close us with this little portion here before we get into, okay, how do we do it? We're busy, we're stressed out, we might have a lot of conflict. How do we have fun? <laughs> let me add two more reasons as we consider together, why does having fun matter? Another reason here would be that having fun with our people, with our husband, with our kids, especially, it really helps us do the things we've talked about over the last few weeks on this podcast. In episode 116, we talked about having, um, building up daily habits that give us a right perspective, a godly mindset, like keep us focused on what really matters. Episode 117, we talked about having a positive attitude. Um, last week in 118, episode 118, we talked about apologizing and forgiving. But a lot of that is so much easier when we're having fun together. So much easier to have a right perspective on, on counting the days, enjoying the moments. So much easier to have a positive attitude when you're not just like making sure your kids got the homework done. Or did we make it to soccer practice on time? Or could we pay all of our bills this month? But you're also having fun together. So it really can be a great foundational piece for helping you do the other pieces of family life and building up a home. And it just makes it easier, smoother, more likely that those things will happen. And then the last piece I want to highlight here is that having fun with your family is really a great way to handle hard emotions. That might be for you. That might be for your kids, those little toddler temper tantrums or the teenager attitudes or whatever it might be that your family emotionally might be struggling with. Having fun is a great way to distract from those negative emotions. It's a great way to calm people down, yourself or others. It can calm us, it can distract us, and it can really go a long way in helping us manage those hard emotions of family life. Now, if you have grabbed um, one of the devotionals that we have, um, Keep Your Cool Mama, and it's a 40-day devotional on anger and emotional control, we don't talk in the devotional about, you know, how to have fun and things like that. That's more of a deep dive into the Bible and what God has to say about anger and emotions and understanding ourselves and managing that. But in a practical way, having fun goes a long way in reducing anger and helping us be more patient and calm. It can really break the tension in a big way. I'm just going to pause there and give a little counseling example because it's popping in my brain right now. Um, and actually, 
hmm, should I give this example now? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. But my plan is in our Friday Faith follow-up to give a lot of ideas, 25 ideas for like fun family activities. So if you're feeling stuck of like, uh, we're all angry and yelling at each other, what the heck could we do to have fun right now, Jessica? Circle back on Friday because that will be a really helpful list of ideas. And actually tomorrow, um, when the private podcast goes live, the Faith Fiverr Club, if you're in our Patreon community, you get access to a private podcast with little five minute episodes during the week, some devotionals and like how to little tutorial type things. We're going to have one of those how to's tomorrow and talk about how can we use fun to redirect our kids, our toddlers, especially when they're stuck in kind of a temper tantrum or negative emotion or bad attitude. Um, So if you really are wanting some of that nitty gritty, (laughs) uh, hop over, join us on Patreon in the Faith Fiverr Club or get a long list of ideas on Friday. You know, there's lots of ways you can do this in a practical way. Um, But one example there that is actually more for my work as a couples therapist, when I'm working with couples on how to handle conflict, um, how to calm things down and, you know, we don't want to name call, we don't want to yell, we don't want to say things we're going to regret. One of the strategies that helps a lot of couples is to have a little phrase where it's like almost like we can call a timeout, right? Like to acknowledge I'm getting upset I need to take a little time to cool down because otherwise I might start saying things I regret. Um, That's kind of a lot to say when you're emotional. (laughs) So sometimes it's really helpful to create a little phrase that you can say instead. Now, for some couples, it really is just saying, okay, time out. I'm going to take a break or, you know, something like that. I had one couple where their phrase was um, something like, uh, Lord, give me grace. Or, you know, it was like half prayer, half telling the other person, I'm going to leave the room now, but you know why I'm leaving and I'm going to cool down and come back. But my favorite is when couples will decide on a little phrase like that, that's funny. And I have had them do this. Um, My favorite is when they, I'll suggest, if this is kind of the direction they want to go, I will suggest the word pineapple. Because in the middle of an argument, if you yell out pineapple, Now, you can say it with all of the anger in your voice that you want, but that's kind of a ridiculous thing to say, and it really can break the tension. (laughs) And again, you know, in that context, you've already discussed ahead of time, okay, if I yell out pineapple, that's code for I'm feeling angry or upset, I need to leave the room, I need to go do my cooling down activities so that I can come back and finish the conversation in a helpful way. Like, you don't have to say all that in the moment because you've already identified it. But that silly little phrase, yelling pineapple in the middle of a fight, that's, that's always my favorite. It doesn't have to be a funny little timeout phrase that people use. I don't, obviously, I don't insist on that as a couples counselor. Um, but I find that those couples are the most likely to be successful because they're willing to laugh in the middle of a fight and not at each other, but, you know, at the situation as a whole. Um, so just a little side idea if you're having a lot of conflict with your husband. Um, but like I said, tomorrow on the Faith Fiber Club, if you're, um, a part of our Patreon community, we will dive a little deeper into doing this with our kids, how to interrupt their heavy emotions with a little bit of fun. 
because it redirects us. It calms us. It kind of gets us all back to who do we want to be in this moment? How do we want to be connecting? Um, And it shakes us out of those negative emotions that can so easily build up. Um, Yeah, so those are a few reasons why having fun matters. But let's also talk together for a few minutes about how to do this. Um, Now, hopefully it doesn't feel like a chore to have fun with your family. (laughs) Hopefully that happens regularly. Um, But I mean, honestly, the reality is that we get really busy and we can fill our time with a lot of things and kind of forget about investing in quality time with our family. And when our relationships are just feeling a little bit discouraging, um, maybe people are really distracted by what they've got going on in their individual lives. or Maybe there's been a lot of conflict or tension building up. Um, maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed or some of that mom guilt is creeping in. There are all sorts of ways that we can struggle in our family relationships, all sorts of reasons why that might happen. But sometimes the outcome of that, that we don't even realize is happening is that we just stop having fun together. We follow the routine and we get the things done that have to get done and we eat dinner and maybe we even eat, sit around the table and eat dinner together and we do all the things, but are we having fun with it? Are we smiling together? Are we laughing together? So I wanted to give a few ideas about how to actually make this happen, even if you're feeling really busy or overwhelmed, even if you're feeling kind of discouraged or frustrated with your family relationships, even if it feels like this is not the priority right now. You know, you might be thinking that right now, Jess, like that sounds great, having fun. Everyone's all about having fun, but um, that's not the priority. I need to figure out how to handle this fight with my husband, or I need to figure out how to stop yelling at my kids when they frustrate me. That's all good. We've got other episodes on that. We've got resources on the website. It may not feel like a priority, but figuring out how to have fun with your people and invest in that quality time is going to go a long way in building those healthy and happy and holy family relationships. So the first thing I want to highlight here, how do we do it when we're busy, when life is crazy, is to know each other's preferences. And honestly, you might need to write that down. Like there's nothing wrong with keeping a list of like, what are each of your children's favorite foods or favorite things to do? Um, I mean, especially for kids that can change year to year or season to season or day to day, depending on the kid. It might be a little more stable for yourself and for your husband. um, But keeping track of what does everyone actually enjoy doing? And there's a few ways that that is going to be helpful for you. First of all, it's going to help you remember like when you do have a little chunk of time or maybe like emotions are melting down and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to turn this situation around? You don't necessarily have to start from scratch thinking about, gosh, what could we do right now that my daughter would enjoy or my husband would enjoy or we as a family would enjoy? You already know. Okay, it might not be like the most fun thing we could do at this moment, but one fun option is look at the list. I already know 
you know, my daughter loves swimming or my husband loves fishing or whatever it is. If you already know that stuff, it makes it a lot easier to just do it when a random moment arises. But also knowing each other's preferences and hobbies and the things that they particularly enjoy is going to allow you to balance out how your family as a whole has fun together. Because hopefully there are at least a few activities that everyone enjoys. You might not enjoy it equally. It might not be like, this is my number one. I have a free Saturday and this is what I want to do. You might all have different things that would make it to the very top of your list. But if there's an item or an activity that's in the top five for everyone, that is a winner. That's going to help everyone have fun together. Now you can have fun, of course, when you're doing what someone else enjoys. Your husband might love fishing. You might hate fishing. You still might go out with him every once in a while just to share the experience, to enjoy what he is enjoying. There's a lot of value in that. That can be um, a great way to have fun, but definitely a great way to have quality time together. But having that list, whether it's in your mind or it's actually written down, of what does each person in our family actually enjoy? What is their preference? What's their like favorite activity? It's going to help you grab those unexpected moments and have some fun, but it's also going to help you do activities that make each individual feel valued and cared for and find those golden things, those golden activities that everyone can enjoy together as like a family activity. So there's a lot of different ways that that can look, but it starts by actually knowing, paying attention to, maybe even having a conversation about what is everybody's favorite things to do and start there. Now, the second practical step of how to actually do this when life is feeling really overwhelming or really busy is to put it in your schedule. Now, y'all know if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard me mention the Hope Planner. That is my planner of choice. I love it. (laughs) It's beautiful. Um, You can get more information about it on the website because it's one of my recommended resources. I love it. And I love it largely because it combines um, a prayer journal and a daily planner. Like, I really like that, that it starts my day with getting in the word, having some time in prayer. And then planning out, you know, I've got these appointments or I want to do this, you know, this is on my list today or whatever. But part of that is that it's designed so there's a lot of white space. You can decide what does my day look like? And as you're making those decisions, whatever planner you use, of course, I love the Hope Planner, but there's a million options out there. There's digital options, whatever it is. As you plan out your schedule, your calendar, plan those fun activities. And we sometimes think about that, or I should say, we're sometimes more likely to think about that with a big activity. Like we're going to go to the zoo for the day. We're going to go to the beach for the day or, you know, something big, a trip. Yeah, you probably need to schedule that (laughs) and maybe more than two days in advance, depending on your family and what zoo you're going to and how crazy busy it might be. That is kind of obvious. I'm particularly talking about planning those smaller activities. 
you can plan the big family trip to the zoo or to the beach and that's awesome and you're probably going to have fun with that but you can also plan i'm going to have my son's favorite dinner on wednesday night this week because wednesdays are always tough for him he has that extra thing after school and i know that he just loves mexican food so we are going to have tacos and I'm going to have a sombrero that we're all going to take turns wearing during dinner or, you know, whatever. You can make it as silly as you want. <laughs> or maybe it's just, I'm going to make him smile by having his favorite food and making sure, you know, maybe play some fun <laughs> mariachi band music in the background, whatever you want to do. Um, but you can schedule not just the big stuff, but the small stuff. And you can make little notes for yourself in, in your planner or even just a post-it note that you might stick on the mirror in your bathroom, some little reminder to yourself to have fun. Today, I will find three things that make my husband smile or, you know, something like that. Make it a little game for yourself. Find those ways, schedule it into your day, your week, your month. You might be surprised if you actually sat down and thought about it, how much time goes by before you're intentional about getting some quality time with your people. And if you put it in your schedule, you put it in that planner, you visually see that reminder or it pops up on your phone, the ding, oh, reminder, it's six o'clock. Don't forget to, you know, take your pills or your vitamins. Don't forget to make that phone call for work. Don't forget to send a flirty text to your husband. Hey, that might be kind of fun for your marriage, for you, for him. Don't forget to um, send a silly emoji text to your kiddo. <laughs> that might be fun. It might make them laugh. It might make them roll their eyes, but let's be honest, that usually means that they're enjoying it <laughs> secretly inside their head. Whatever it is, a reminder for yourself, putting it on the calendar, putting it in your schedule, get it out there as a plan, even if the details are not worked out and you're a lot more likely to make it happen partly because it's actually on your schedule and partly because you're just going to be thinking about it more often because you took the time and the effort to write it down, to put it in your life on a post-it note, in your schedule, in your calendar, whatever it is. Okay. Number three, our third idea for how to get, get practical about this, make sure you're actually taking time to have fun together, even when you're really busy, even when your relationships might feel kind of frustrating or stuck in a rut or whatever it is, my third encouragement here is to be willing to laugh at yourself. And, and this might even be a little bit harder, be willing to be laughed at. Now, of course, you can do that in a very harsh and mean way. And that's hopefully obvious. That's not what I'm talking about. You need to be willing to laugh at yourself and like, let your family laugh at you with you. Like if you do something silly, everyone should laugh. But if you're in a grumpy mood and you're snapping at everybody and then you, you know, trip over the thousandth Lego toy of the day and you're just grumbly and angry about it and snapping at everyone, that's not a very fun moment. But if you trip over that Lego toy and now, of course, we're assuming here you're not really getting hurt, you know, all of that. You catch yourself and you make a joke about it or whatever it is, you, you know, laugh at yourself about, oh my gosh, are my eyes working today? Ha ha ha. It can be dumb. It can be a really great joke. It can be whatever. But if you're willing to kind of laugh it off, 
everyone else is going to laugh it off. And you're a lot more likely to move forward in a fun, enjoyable way for the rest of that evening, for the rest of the day. So whatever those little opportunities are, be willing to laugh. Be willing to be laughed at. Not with the goal of, of you know, again, everyone's laughing at me or I'm kind of on the outside and they're all sharing a joke at my expense, but to share the moment together. Because life is full of those stupid little annoyances. We trip over Legos or we spill the juice or whatever it is. And if we can laugh about those things, if we can make jokes out of those things, if we can just enjoy those annoying little moments, that goes a long way toward actually enjoying family life and having fun together. This also makes it honestly a lot more likely that you're actually going to take those little spontaneous opportunities that pop up and do something fun together. Do an activity that wasn't in your schedule (laughs) or take time for a conversation that you don't feel like you have time for. But when you're willing to put yourself out there to laugh about the things that might be kind of annoying, (laughs) to try to find the humor, to try to be optimistic and find the smile in everything that's happening you will find there are little spontaneous opportunities to do an activity or have a conversation or just have fun. All right, we are here at idea number four. And don't worry, worry, we are getting toward the end. You might hear it in my voice. I can definitely feel it in my throat. My voice is going. (laughs) I guess I'm not quite 100% over this cold. Um, So we're getting toward the end. We have two more ideas that I want to highlight today for us. Number four here is to be ready with some ideas already in mind about how you can have fun with your family. Um, and so I, I know I already talked about knowing each other's preferences. And of course, that's a part of it. Um, that really helps you just, oh, we have an opportunity to go fishing. Awesome. We have an opportunity to go to the zoo. Perfect. Let's do it. Some, you know, those unexpected things come up and you're ready to invest in the moment. But what I mean here is be ready so that when almost like, you know, your car is going to break down one day. (laughs) And so do you have the emergency fund? Do you have the spare tire in the trunk? Like you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't want it to happen. But let's be honest, eventually it's going to happen. And if you're ready, you can handle it. I'm, I'm thinking of that. So if it's a rainy day, Do you already have some ideas in mind of fun things that the kids can do on a rainy day? Uh, The kids are sick. Mm, Yeah, we had that this past week. Uh, Did I have ideas already in mind about how can we have fun when people really just aren't feeling that great? Maybe it's um, Memorial Day weekend's coming up. Summer vacation's coming up. Are these things that you've actually already thought about? Hmm... How can we fill this time so that it's fun, so that it's meaningful, so that there are still quality interactions, even though it might, you know, well, you probably, your kids at least are probably looking forward to spring break, summer break, all the things, you know, you might not love a rainy day. You might not love everyone being sick, but you can still have fun, especially if you've already thought about some like backup emergency bag type of games, activities, conversation starters, things like that. 
Now, yes, we live in a day and time when you can just turn on the TV and pick your favorite streaming channel and watch a bazillion shows on a rainy day or when you're sick or fill your summer break with whatever new TV series it is your kids want to watch. That's fine. That's not necessarily having fun as a family. Um, That's not necessarily the meaningful activity that you want your kids to be involved in or that you want to connect with your husband at the end of a long and tiring day. And so whatever those kind of, those little moments of life where you know it's going to happen, you might not know when, it might be a total change to the routine, but you can be ready in advance. And that makes it a lot more likely you're going to have fun. You're going to have quality time, even on the rainy day, even on the sick day, even at the end of the long, stressful day in the office, whatever it is. Um, Now, this is a spot where you definitely want to circle back with us Friday because in our Friday Faith follow-up episode, I'm going to share 25 ideas um, that are basically all free uh, for how to have fun with your family, how to stay at home, not spend any money, and still have fun with your family. And actually, we already have an episode. If you want to circle back to episode 80, we have an episode there around 12 ideas for a fun and free date night with your hubby. And so, you know, there's obviously millions of ideas out there, but if you're feeling stuck, and a lot of us do in the moment when you're like, oh crap, the weather's bad. Oh gosh, everyone is sick. Oh gosh, what are we going to do? If you already have ideas planned, it's so much less stressful. So circle back on Friday, we'll have some ideas. I I also have a lot of quick little printables in my Etsy shop, the Love Your People Well Etsy shop, Um, little like kids Bible activities and things like that, that are really great for like a rainy day activity or something like that. So just know that is also available, not totally free, but like super, super cheap, because that's the whole point is quick little printables for family life. Um, Okay, so then number five, How do we actually have fun with our family, make it happen, even when we're busy? Um, My number five here is to turn ordinary moments of family life into fun opportunities. Okay, so like, you know, you have to do chores, you have to fold laundry, you have to clean up the kitchen or, you know, all the things, turn them into a game. Um, I mean, my kids, now granted, they're only three and a half. Do they help me fold the laundry? Like, sort of. They love to fold the rags and the washcloths and the towels. They're not folded the way I would have them folded. Of course not, because I'm an adult and they're three years old and I don't care because it's a towel or it's a washcloth or whatever. But the chore that they love is let's do, you know, pick up the Legos and let's see who can make a basket from across the room. Throw that Lego into the Lego bin or really their favorite is to do a slam dunk, you know, walk right up to it. Of course, I don't let them throw it, but so hard because it'll pop right back out and hit you in the forehead. That's true. Ask me how I know. But you know, just boom, we made a basket. Boom, we made a basket. All sorts of little chores that you have to do anyway can be turned into a game. Or, you know, having dinner together as a family. Hopefully you're doing that. That's kind of an ordinary thing. Well, you can have fun with it. You can have a silly hat and whoever's wearing it has to answer questions or gets to ask the question or you can give each other silly interviews at dinner 
Like you're already going to sit down together. You already have to eat. You might as well have some fun with it. You already have to cook dinner. Maybe you should have a little dance party while you're doing it. You already maybe have to sit in car line or go on long drives with your kids. Sure, you could turn on a little movie for them to watch, or you could have a sing-along, or, you know, tell stories about your childhood together, or something that takes these ordinary little moments of family life and makes them fun, adds a little spin on them, or gets your people actually talking and connecting And next thing you know, the chores are done. Next thing you know, you've created some wonderful memories around the dinner table. Next thing you know, you actually drove to your destination and nobody whined. You actually had fun together in the car on this super boring drive. So that is idea number five. Let me recap these for you. And of course, you can always read through them on the website. I put every episode up as a blog post. Um... And so if you would rather read through it or something like that, you can always do that. So a recap of these ideas is to um, keep track of each family member's preferences and what they enjoy, plan those fun activities, both big and small, into your family schedule and calendar, be willing to laugh at yourself and just take advantage of those little spontaneous moments that happen for having fun and connecting. Be ready to go with some ideas already in the back of your mind for how you're going to like fill in those emergency gaps on a rainy day or a sick day or something like that. Some ideas already in mind of fun things you can do and turn ordinary moments of family life into an opportunity for fun, into a fun activity or a game or a conversation. You don't want to just get through the day. You can have fun as you get through the day. You can connect and have quality time together, even if it feels like just the normal thing that you do all the time. That doesn't mean it can't be quality. That doesn't mean it can't be fun. Well, my friend, my voice is um, almost officially gone. And so we are going to wrap up. Um, Make sure if you're in our Patreon community, we've got some good little five-minute episodes coming up this week on the Faith Fiverr Club about having fun, especially with hard emotions (laughs) with your kids. Uh, We've got a devotional coming up. And then our Friday Faith Follow-Up, we will have 25 ideas for basically free at-home fun activities to do with your family, whether you've got toddlers or teenagers or anything in between. Um, It's going to be a lot of great stuff. And then there's always going to be links For some of the resources that I mentioned, um, all of it is on the website, of course, loveyourpeoplewell.com, but I'll put some of those links in the show notes as well. If you just scroll down to the podcast description, um, you'll get all the good stuff. So we will be back on Friday. And until then, my friend, I hope you have some fun with your people (laughs) and uh, make sure to share this episode with a friend. If you know a friend who's feeling maybe a little discouraged or burnt out in her motherhood, in her family life, um, one of the easiest ways to encourage them is just to share this episode or share the blog post with them um, so they can get some encouragement. They can get some ideas. They can have some fun with their people too. All right, guys, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.